Good morning, Diefenbaker. Good morning, Diefenbaker. How you doing, Rick? Mr. Medic. It's good to hear from you. Good to hear from you, too. You, I got to give you props because you are a tough one to get a hold of. Are you off the face of the planet when it comes to social media? Pretty much. <laughs> Pretty much. Yeah, no, I... Uh, to be honest, I'm not a huge fan of it. That's why yeah. I kind of stay away from it. And you've maintained that uh, as long as social media has been around? Pretty much as long as it's been around, yeah. Um, it's not a huge fan of it. I, I, like, uh, I know there's a lot of good things about it that people use it for the correct way, but there's also a lot of people that use it for the wrong things, and I just don't need to be around or listen to all that crap. And mm. Yeah, just not a really big fan of it. You know, too many internet tough guys and... Yeah. And social bullies, uh, cyber bullies, and all that stuff. So, just don't need to be part of that. Did you sign up for any of that? Facebook, Twitter, or Instagram at all? Or? None of it. No. no. How about TikTok? Were you on TikTok? No, not a chance. <laughs> I don't want those guys having my information. And you're happy with that? You're good with that? Because oh, I'm fine with it. I know a lot of people keep giving me a hard time about not being special on Facebook and stuff. But no, if you really want to get a hold of me, yeah, you have a phone, you have email, you have all that stuff. You can do that too. Yeah. <laughs> and you just got to figure out a way to get a hold of you, so you just got to make the connection of, you know. Pretty much. Yeah, yeah I mean, yeah, it's a, it's a hard way going to the back door to do that. But, it, hey, somebody knows somebody, right? It's like six degrees of separation or seven degrees of separation. So. Remember that back in the day we had, like, white pages? <laughs> oh, yeah. I think I still have the old pages in my kitchen. So. Do you? <laughs> yeah. It's just like a uh, like a paperweight? Something Pretty like, much. Just, yeah. yeah, it just sits there and, you know, looks good for the kids of the future. Oh. I remember the talking yellow pages. I don't know if you remember this where uh, it's like the first five or six pages where you can phone about the weather or lotto numbers. You just dial the talking yellow pages and then this four yeah. digit code. And then it was just the telephone's way of the internet before we had the internet. So, Pretty much. Yeah. Are you on the internet a lot or no? Um, yeah. I'd say I'm not, I mean, I'm not ton, but I go on there to, to do what I need to do, like emails and all the rest of that stuff. Yeah. But, and avoid it. I'm not like addicted to it, I guess. Uh, <laughs> So what's been new with you? How are things with you, Danny? Oh, not bad. You know, I just, just finished my weekly calling with my parole officer, so everything seems to be good. So, uh, uh, <laughs> you're being, yeah, you're, yeah, I hope you're not buying that. So. Okay. I was like, <laughs> what crime did you commit, Daddy? <laughs> You'd be the last I would oh, you what, Well, that's, that's between me and, the, you know, the government. You, oh, know, yeah, you don't okay. need to know that. Yeah, it's none of my business. Whatever. <laughs> <laughs> so what were you up to right after um, high school then? Bit of everything. I mean, yeah. when did some upgrading... I uh, went to Mount Royal, worked retail for a number of years. Which store? Uh, tuxedo Sports. Oh, Tuxedo Sports. Is that still around? It is. It yeah. Is? Yeah. And since Cindy's uh, stepfather's still there working away. So Really? Yeah. Um, is that on Center Street, right? Correct. Yes. Yeah, right it's there. still there. Yes. Yeah. Center 25th. Cool. So, and what were you taking at to Mount Royal? Uh, I took a mixture of things like some open studies, and then I took some engineering classes and uh, just smattering a bunch of different things. Just trying to find your way, I guess. Yeah, I was looking to transfer to the UC. That didn't work out, and then kind of went back and did some more work, some more retail for a few years, and I uh, went back to Satan in 2014. Got a engineering technology diploma from there. So, and then you got into your field, I guess, or was it? Uh, was it not really? No. This is pretty much when everything started crashing. Didn't get much luck there. Oh, jeez. It's still tough now, especially like like. Yeah, it, the, the biggest problem with a lot of these companies, they can really pick and choose who they want. A lot of times, they they just you're getting thousands of applicants per like every job, right? So it's just it's really really tough. 
I was helping out my friend too. Uh, we really made it like colorful, but I'm just trying to figure out because there's it's, it's like you said, there's a lot of people unemployed. But how do you make your mm-hmm. resume stand out when there's hundreds upon hundreds of applicants? Well, I mean, I think you know this. Back when we were younger, I mean, one thing our parents always told us, I me, mean, because there wasn't like the internet, you wouldn't drop off an resume, or sorry, resume, a resume through an online uh, format. Uh, you would take it down to the business or whatever, and you go meet them in person and drop it off, just so that way they get to know you and see you. Mm-hmm. It's hard to do that right now, especially with COVID and everything else going on. Not too many companies have people in their offices, so yeah. um, I think that's one thing that makes it a lot more challenging for a lot of people. Is they don't actually get to meet you, see you, unless they pick you out of that that pile, right? So once they pick you out of that pile, then what's the interview process? It's over Zoom, so you got to. Really... Uh, some, some places, some places they still bring you in, but it's just it's. Uh, it's just different the way they do it now. Yeah. Is it now to the point where it's who you know then, so that you have that connection? Like, oh, a friend. For a lot of people, especially in Alberta right now, it is. If you have an in, most people will use it. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I mean, it, it is what it is. I mean, like this this whole COVID thing is not helping everything out, and mm-hmm. um, Alberta's energy sector is suffering, and the Canadian government, like our drama teacher there, doesn't want to help us out. So. <laughs> no. uh, yeah, so I'll go from there. Yeah, uh, what do you think will uh, turn things around? I guess for I don't know, maybe maybe we'll like the gym teacher. I might have better luck that way. I don't <laughs> know. Uh, I I don't know. I read a funny article today about like how uh, some I guess left wingers up here in Alberta are talking about how we should, as Alberta, denounce Canada and join the United States because they seem to have everything we're looking for in regards to employment and all the rest of it. But then again, I'm. Uh, Sure, a lot of Albertans would probably scatter if Trump became their leader. So, um, <laughs> can you imagine posting well, that on your Facebook page, there, Danny? Oh God! <laughs> can you imagine if you had one? Wow! Well, what, you answer that question right there, right? <laughs> <laughs> can you imagine if Alberta became part of the states? No, really, that would never happen. Or I don't no. know. No. Well, I don't know. But, I mean, like, they're just basing on the fact that the states. We have a lot of things to offer the states where apparently the rest of Canada doesn't see the same way. But, mm. eh, I mean, we just got to find, like, like other things. We've got to evolve. Yeah. Kind of like this stupid virus. We've got to evolve, and that way it makes it harder for us to go away. Yeah, that's true. So do you think that we're um, not dealing with this virus as good as we should? Um, uh, it's mm, a tough one to answer. It's a tough question to answer. I mean, like, yes and no. I mean, we can only deal with it as much as you, I guess, in light of what there is out there you're doing with the best way you can mm-hmm. um i think it comes down to you know that saying like the individual smart but the group is dumb sort of thing yeah that seems to be the problem with society right now with everybody in general huh. one person is doing everything right the right way but a lot of people see one person doing it the wrong way so they all follow ah uh, it's like the sheep pretty much are you thinking about getting into a, a different field then or is that an option we'll just have to see see what's going on out yeah. there i mean like the biggest thing right now has been kind of looking through what's out there and uh there isn't that much but i mean you just go through your resume whatever you can and hopefully something comes back right mm-hmm. i mean um lots of people right now are just just looking even for part-time work just something to keep keep them going right so jeez yeah. like a lot of people just sucking on the government teeth until that happens right so and then what's going to happen after Serb's done, right? Well, there's that new EI platform they're talking about, but we'll wait and see on that one. Man, I was just trying to think of, like, back in when we were in high school and right when we got out of high school, how we applied for jobs, and you even mentioned it, too. We had to print it off and actually go to these businesses, right? We didn't 
send it in. It was rare to even send in a resume via mail or email. email yeah, yeah you're right. Like, like even when I got my job at Tuxedo, like, I mean, we knew the family that ran the store. All we did one day is my brother and I walked in there, went up to the owner and said, hey, are you guys hiring? And he goes, yeah. He goes, we'll get set you up with an interview like in a day or two here and like didn't have to drop off a resume or anything and mm. went from there. And, and even when I was working at State, it was more kind of like it was somebody I knew that got me in there. And that's, that's how that worked out. Fairly, I think mean, you have to drop off the resume and they were going to be formal, but outside of that, yeah. yeah, it was pretty much cut and dry. But You were working at Sage? What were you doing there? I was working in their athletics and recreation department. Oh, so cool. How long were you there for? Uh, with school, about four, four and a half years. Oh, wow. And what were you doing there? Like what, uh, what kind of stuff? Uh, just to? being a desk jockey, like when people come down to use the facility, just being there to sell memberships and all the rest of it. So. Yeah. No, did you get any kickbacks at all? I guess it depends on what you mean by kickback. Fifty <laughs> <laughs> percent yeah, off like, athletics or something, or well, you know, well, there's there's that sort of thing. But I mean, uh, just basically get to use, use the facility for free is one. Oh, night. very I cool. Know. I like that. And what kind of deals yeah. did you get at Tuxedo? Oh yeah, I, I still get decent deals. I, yeah. I don't like to divulge what I get because a lot of people <laughs> and then we go in there and go, "Hey, I want the same thing he gets." I'm like, no, no, you don't get that. See, that's the thing. If you're looking for a job, <laughs> make sure to go to a job that gives you deals. If you, if oh, exactly. You, exactly. That's where it is. If you're going, yeah, yeah. Well, I like look at going through some of these malls these days, and they see all these stores, and I'm like, I can just imagine what it's like working for that store because they probably give you a smoking employee discount on whatever you want, mm-hmm. but you probably spend most of your paycheck on the stuff in the store. So that's true. So it's a catch twenty-two <laughs> kind of thing. So did you go to Viscount afterwards, or did you do another year, or what were you up nope. to? After no, that? I went to Viscount for about a year and a half afterwards, upgrade some of the classes. Viscount's like, uh, awesome. Hey, yeah, it was a great place. I thought, yeah, did I you learn? It. Did you learn better at Viscount than you did at Deep? Uh, I'd, I'd say a couple of my classes. Well, like for one, English, I definitely learned better there. I, I, I'm not saying our English teachers were bad, but they weren't the best. Mm-hmm. Well, at least in the way they approached how to how to teach it. I thought it was kind of, you know, weird. But um, <laughs> uh, no, I, I found that I enjoyed the, some of the classes I took there. Like they were just it was a different style of teaching, but it was it kind of was more towards my style of learning. Or was it just because of the fact that your mindset was different too? That uh, was part of that, but yeah. also like like. Uh, Unfortunately, the pet program kind of ruined my grade 12, you know, with those uh, hard uh, breaks you had for like three quarters of the day, you know, like, or just didn't go to class, one or two. I yeah. keep bringing that up, too. I just, pep was yeah. not right for me at that time. I just yeah. couldn't do it. I, well, I just like, unfortunately, just as I got further into it, when we got towards grade 12, I was like, eh, do I feel like going to class today? Eh, no. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> of course, because it just taught me how to procrastinate more than anything. I, I have to kind of agree with that, yeah. I mean, I remember reading or listening to one of your podcasts earlier. Some people were saying what actually helped get them ready for like university style of education or schooling. Mm. But I think for a lot of us in general, it was probably more of, uh, it was crippling than it was helping just because it kind of showed us a way where like, wait a minute, I mean, I don't have to go to this class or I got this extra break. I'm like, oh, so I don't have to do anything. <laughs> exactly. Well, no, but I mean, that's the way I'm going to treat it. Yeah. <laughs> I thought there was a huge gap between high school learning and university learning and just the level of difficulty of just the subject, yeah, the subject matter. I'd have to, yeah. I'd have to agree with that. I mean, one thing I'd probably recommend to most students or guys going out now, like unless you know exactly what you want to do, and especially if it's at the university, remember you're dealing with classrooms of people up to about like 500 students in a class. I mean, uh, one of the nice things about going to Mount Royal, the classrooms were maximum, maybe it was like 30, mm-hmm. 30 to 40 kids. And that was way better because you have time to, actually talk to the professor and get extra help. Yeah. 
exactly. where uh, I've heard horror stories about like the UFC and stuff where like, like unless you know somebody that can really help you out, it's kind of hard to get a hold of anybody, yeah. right? So I totally agree. You're a number at those universities, but when it comes to maybe like going to Nate, for instance, like I felt I had a name. Yeah, <laughs> and then I felt the same way at State too. The classrooms were smaller. Uh, you had a lot of one-on-one time with your professors. Uh, you had a lot of people in the class that would help you out because you had you had time to you know grow friendships and stuff that because you had a tighter knit community. And it was just easier to get things done where at just these universities, they, you're right, they expect you to be a number and almost like figure it out on your own. Yeah. But then again, if you have a horrible instructor oh. and there's no other help around, then what do you do, right? So yeah. Some of the university professors are not taught how to be a, uh, a teacher. They were well, there just to do research for their specific study. I guess. Pretty much, yeah. Like uh, Actually, one of the relationships I still have today is with a, one of the math, the tenured math professors at Mount Royal. Mm. And it, it, he was just like a shiny example to show. I asked him one time, like, why don't you go teach at a bigger university? He's like, I don't want to do that. Because if these smaller classes and stuff, he, he just finds a better environment for people to learn. Um, and also he's more, he's more focused on the student than all these guys at the university are focused on their research. They don't care what you think about how the class is taught. They're more dependent on what they're doing in the background. Yeah. So They're uh, getting paid for their research more so than teaching. Well, exactly. That's what the university gets the funding for, is the research, not so much for what they're actually teaching you. Yeah. I mean, like, they could just hand over you a pile of crap and say, here you go, and then and you're, like, as a student, like, what am I supposed to do with this? Yeah. And then the teacher's, like, get shoveling. And I'm like, well, that doesn't help me. Uh, how was your time at Diefenbaker there, Danny? For high school? Yeah, it was great. I mean, school. yeah, you know, I, yeah, I was supposed to say time, well, yeah. No, it's, uh, it was great. I mean, I uh, can't complain. I mean, like, I mean, yeah, I would have probably done better, should have got better grades in grade 12, but, I mean, outside of that, I had a kind of pretty fun time. You're pretty solid in grade 10 and 11, like study-wise and all that stuff, too? Yeah. And then, like I said, they just saw off the map a little bit in 12, but yeah. that's why Viscount Bennett was there. But at the same time, <laughs> uh, it was brought up where, you know, in high school, you're there to learn, of course, but you're there also to really develop yourself and just develop friendships, and it's all about the relationships that you... Well, exactly. I totally agree. I mean, you, it's a time in your life you're trying to find out kind of who you are before you go out and... Is post-secondary my route? Is going to work in somewhere my route? Or am I going to go travel for for a while like, to figure who out, out who you are and who the other people are, right? Mm-hmm. So, um, yeah, it's just, uh, no, it, it just, I think you're right. I mean, the biggest thing is too many people that put too much pressure on themselves. And I think you can see it's it's hurt some people here in the in the past, but just the way way it is, right? Would so, you have done it differently? No, I, I think it would have been fine uh and like i said i mean maybe just worked a little hard on my grade just be to make them a little better in grade 12 but outside of that no i'd uh, say i'd keep it part of the same way it was who's your circle of uh people that you're hanging out with oh it was a mixture of a lot yeah. I, I guess well i mean there was like donnie johnson <laughs> uh yeah um i'm trying for my grade. i mean there was kids from the younger grade, like brett kennedy my older grade like my brother's grade like paul williams mm-hmm. sonny Chohan, vince chio uh ryan ball mm-hmm. Uh, John Van England, all that sort of thing. You were hanging out with the grade above and the grade below, too, and your grade. Yeah. Right. Yeah, it's just well, a lot of those for relationships, basically growing up playing sports, like, because we knew, like, our father would know their father, and so we grew up, like, you know, in the same environment with these guys, and if they're older or younger, we all knew each other, um, that sort of thing. So mm-hmm. it was just, it was kind of, we knew each other before being in, in, in school sort of thing. So we all still hung out even though we weren't in the same grade. Yeah. And we were, what sports were you playing during that time? Uh, mostly hockey and baseball. Two uh, sports that are not Diefenbaker related, right? We didn't have a team for both no, of them. No, unfortunately, no. <laughs> I wonder how were you I remember, I, I, 
<laughs> I, yeah, I just remember the football team trying to get a lot of hockey guys to come play for them. We're like, eh, no, sorry. <laughs> Were they just trying their best to get you to join? And you're like, no. Well, I just remember Sonny used to give us flack all the time. He's like, how are half of our, like, a lot of our best athletes are not even on our football team here at the school? And we're like, sorry, man. Like, it's just football's not my thing. I mean, like, plus, I mean, unfortunately, had a not a very good record. (laughs) (laughs) Both the senior and the junior team, right? Or no, the juniors were better than the seniors, kind of. Yeah. But then, like, I think you you said also one of the earlier podcasts, I know this too, because actually a couple of guys actually play baseball with right now. They went to D a few years after we did. And when they were going there, the football team was winning. Oh, yeah. They were, like, one of the top teams. Yeah, and I was laughing because I saw a picture in his house of him and his wife when he was he was on the sidelines giving her a kiss. And so they're going, you went to deep? And he's like, yeah. He goes, I didn't know that. And I said, did you guys win as a football team? He goes, oh, yeah, we won like almost all the time. Like, huh, what the hell is our problem? <laughs> we have the winning culture in the other sports. I don't think uh, it was a football team. Maybe. It must have been something in the Gatorade. I don't know. <laughs> Wrong color Gatorade that we had. Uh, yeah. What kind of hockey were you in? Uh, I was playing double-A hockey. I played like with Ryan Wilson. I played a couple of years. Uh, played with guys like Russ McLean, uh, Matt Carter, who was younger. Uh, I played with Brett Junior B with Brett Kennedy. Like I, I played with a lot of these guys, different times, different levels. Oh, you played Junior B too? Yeah, unfortunately, the the scouts uh, weren't really looking for me at that time. You know, does anybody that you played with did they go farther than that? Um, I know Russ played some Junior A. Oh wow. Um, I mean, I mean, outside of Deep and Baker, I actually grew up playing with some guys in. In quadrant hockey, they actually made it to the NHL. Oh. Uh, for basically most of them, it's just a cup of coffee. But, hey, one of them is right now an assistant coach of the Vancouver Canucks. No way. Uh, yeah. Who's that? <laughs> uh, Nolan Baumgartner. Oh. And is it a and, huge uh, difference playing against him? than? The other oh, yeah. Was, like, back when we were, like, in Bantam, it was like a man playing against kids. I mean, like, uh, this guy was uh, – if you, do you remember Grant Robertson at all, the guy that was a great ahead of us. He was a goalie that played with Nolan, and uh, Nolan broke a couple of his trappers. His goalie trappers like blowing pucks through him because he could just shoot so hard at that age oh, that like it was goalies couldn't stop him, right? And yeah. he was just dominant. Isn't that weird how the good hockey players are really good and they just stand out? Like you totally know who the really yeah. Well, are. especially at the younger age. I mean, like a lot of them stand out, right? Like, I mean, um, I played a quadra hockey with a buddy, like one of my best friends right now. It's like his best friend. Um, he made it all the way to play with the Detroit Red Wings, and he even got a chance to play against like Wayne Gretzky and that sort of thing. Whoa. And uh, this guy was like a massive or like a big league scorer in junior, but when he got to the NHL, they, because he was on the Detroit Red Wings Stanley Cup team that had so much depth, he got put into a fourth line role as a checker. But this guy could skate like the wind yeah. and it hands a goal, but you know, it depends on the circumstances and what you get thrown into, right? So yeah. Your sights were set on the AHL for sure, or when did that? Oh, well, as, as every stupid Canadian kid, yeah, like, yeah. <laughs> but then when if they... I was smart, Rick, I can tell you the truth. If I was smart, what I would have done or what I should have done yeah. is got a little bit better grades in grade twelve, and I should have went down to the states and looked for a junior college for baseball. Is what I should have done. That's right. Let's talk about could... your baseball because you're really good at baseball. Well, yeah, and to tell you the truth, I was probably a better ball player than I was a hockey player, and that was just a dumb mistake on my part by not going down there. So it would have been way well, easier to get. Well, I mean, there's no way I don't think I would have made it as a major league, but I would have had, a, had an opportunity to play at a college that might even, you know, help pay for my education and that sort of thing. And I had, like, um, like a bunch of good years down there playing ball in my prime, right, mm. sort of thing. And, you know, enjoying a different experience by being not in Canada, too. So. Yeah, exactly. What uh, position did you play in baseball? Uh, I was a catcher. Oh, you were a catcher. And then what were you, you in hockey? Uh, I actually was a forward for most of my life, but for the last, 
was pretty much last year midget going into junior B. I was a defenseman because we the league didn't like our division or not division sorry our team yeah. didn't have enough defensemen, so I went and played defense for the rest of it. Jeez. So what made you a good catcher? Were you a good hitter too, or did you? Uh, my hitting was pretty decent. But I had a strong arm was the big thing. Yeah, um, I could throw out almost everybody that was ceiling, but oh wow, um, that was probably the biggest thing I had going for me. Plus, yeah. well, like you know, like. It's kind of like a, being a goaltender. Like sometimes they call you a little goofy, a little flaky, because you have to put on the tools of ignorance to play the position. Where you have guys like you know foul balls coming at you, guys throwing hard, pucks coming at your head, and like people are like, "Why would you want to do that?" You must have had quite the injuries as a catcher as well, though. Actually, no, I got pretty lucky. I mean, a lot of catchers, especially uh, that I've known growing up, get like a lot of knee injuries and yeah. and that sort of thing. I've been lucky; I haven't had any of that. Not even a ball going to your nether regions? Uh, I wouldn't say I hadn't had one of those once in a while. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, call me nuts. But you know, I mean, you, you get one of those once in a while, unfortunately. That's, like you said, it's creature of habit. Oh, not a good creature of habit. Do you still play uh, baseball or hockey? Uh, I play both, actually. I play in a men's hockey league here in Calgary as well as a men's baseball league. Oh, wow. Look at you two, Sporter, the little Bo Jackson action. Yeah, I <laughs> Well, I wouldn't go there. <laughs> Were you still playing during the whole pandemic, or did that just shut down? Uh, well, the hockey, my the rest of my season got cut short by about five, six games because of the pandemic. Yeah. Uh, the ball season really got canceled because of the oh. Alberta government's mandate and, well, city of Calgary. But then when they went, moved up to phase two at the end of June, um, my baseball league also decided they were going to go and start playing again. But I already made plans to do other things. So I was not really around a whole lot this summer. I was out visiting my parents in BC. So oh, so you're in BC for a long yeah. time. Yeah, okay. And then for most of it, so I pretty much missed out on the season. Yeah, that's weird. I don't even know when things start up again now because of this. It, everything's it, like shut it, down. Now. It's a crapshoot. Like even in Calgary, like in Alberta, they don't know with hockey like how exactly it's going to run because it's all about the phase two, the cohorts of fifty. Uh, that includes like refs, coaches, all that stuff. So I mean. Mm-hmm. I don't know. It, it's in plus some of the facilities I don't even think are fully open yet. So who knows how that's going to work out? If they're even going to open them or not? Wow! How many Calgary Cannons games did you go to? Back oh, I went to a lot. They're so good, <laughs> weren't they? Oh, oh. oh, there was it was. Yeah, it was a fun time. Do you remember? I, remember that? I went to a lot of. <laughs> God, yeah. just that league too, the uh, PCL, right? Uh, yeah, and just having like the the Trappers and Portland and uh, Tacoma so and. Well, there was uh, Albuquerque, yeah. I think Tucson, and they had the best yeah, was... symbols. The logos were the best, <laughs> and just the amount of players that were coming through Foothill Stadium. Oh, well, just think of the amount of players the Cannons had that went and became major league. Some of them are in the Hall of Fame. Yeah, so, um, even Alex Rodriguez was a Cannon for a short period of time. So, but now what's Foothill Stadium is just sitting there. It's sitting there. It's uh, the UC Dinos baseball program actually uses it, uh-huh. um, and it's getting kind of run down. The crap because the city really hasn't kept. You know, like the maintenance on it the way they should. Yeah. Uh, the dinos are kind of relied on to do a lot of that, but it's, I hate to say, it's probably going to be when when Alberta gets the money to do their uh, their mass kind of like uh, recreation expansion thing that they want to do the the foothill area there, it's going to be demolished and it's not going to be there anymore, but that won't happen until they get this thing straightened out. Oh, really? I think they yep. kind of. Yeah, there's a, there's a batting facility there and there's like a small indoor soccer field and. Yeah, I mean, like, that'll probably end up getting washed away, too, but we have to wait and see. Like I said, uh, it all depends on what's going to happen with the pandemic and uh, government funding not where it's supposed to be and, you know, all that stuff. I remember doing track and field there. Uh, yeah, that, like the track and field behind the ball diamond, yeah. yeah. And I did really poorly in 
the 100 meter dash. <laughs> yeah, I just remember watching Cannon's games when there was track and field events behind them. So they're going, if this guy hits this over this fence, there's no net there. I wonder which poor kid is going to take one right in the mush. I wish that was the case with me if I was running that 100 meter dash because I was pretty fast. Yeah. But once you compete against other people, I think that's what Stephen Baker, the, the football team, was like. We thought we were all good once we started competing against other schools. Ooh. Yeah, I just remember Sonny, like, he just was getting tired of being quarterback, wide receiver, running back, tight end, all in the same play. <laughs> and, sorry, Mr. Rollins and Mr. Bradbury, I know you're probably listening to this. Yeah. I'm making fun of you guys. I'm just saying, like, Sonny, he said he used to get a hard time, all right? So. He was what he said. <laughs> <laughs> and you, uh, you had fun at the uh, 20th reunion? Saw you oh, there. it was a blast. It was hilarious. Yeah. yeah. It's of... just interesting to see where a lot of people are at these days. And... Yeah, it's like you haven't changed at all. Oh, baloney. Uh, it was kind of weird being back know. at the school. It was cool being back at the school. I don't know. I think I'm a little shorter in height, a little wider in the in the waist. That's about it. <laughs> Do people get shorter as they get older? Uh, I think so. No. I mean, gravity does take its effect on all of us some way. Oh, jeez. I don't know. Maybe. I don't know. I'm just full of shit these days, Rick. I mean. <laughs> Please don't put that on your resume. Or are you? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, my maturity level is that of a 12-year-old. Oh, that's nice. No, it was really cool just being in Diefenbaker during that time. Oh yeah, it was it was it was kind of neat to see like the one part of the school looked the same, but then we went to some of the other parts of like what happened here. Like, did I just wake up in the twilight zone? Like, where are these classrooms? Like, this looks like I'm working in an office building in a high school. Like, like that whole upstairs area where we had humanities and social studies and that open area, like the globe area, yeah. is just totally changed. Yeah, it looked. I don't know. It was almost like an insane asylum. It just seemed so. Like, we're just looking for the padded rooms, you know. It was like. <laughs> Seems so weird and so uh, isolated, but like I said, their population has almost doubled at Diefenbaker now. Yeah, no, I've heard, I've heard that. During that time, you're going to school and you're doing two sports. Well, did you have time to even work too? Did you work during that time or not? Oh yeah. Oh, you did. Oh yeah. Like yeah, like I mean, even like the past uh, probably let's say nine months before COVID shut us down. Um, like so for the summertime, basically, because I I worked five days a week, but I worked Monday through Friday. Wow. Um, and I was off at one o'clock, so I started at five thirty in the morning. Uh, so I'd have all the night to do sports, and then the weekends to do sports, and then like most of the summer for ball. Um, and then in the winter time was just because hockey is not as frequently as ball is yeah. on the schedule, so it still gave me time to go do my hockey here and there. And so you just don't sleep, or you sleep. Uh, so well, some nights when I was working, I wasn't sleeping much. Like you go to a late hockey game, and, you know, like it's the time you get off the ice, it's like close to one thirty. Get to bed, wake up at three thirty, go to work. You know, three thirty in the morning, go to work. Yeah, because well, because I don't live close to state, and I had to get up and take the train because, like a lot of the uh, post secondary institutions, they're not friendly with their parking fees, and oh, yeah. I'm not, I'm not, I'm not helping fund that uh, that yeah. department. So, so yeah, you were one of the first to take the C train into. Work then pretty much yeah. and how about during high school were you working during that time too or no i was actually working at uh safeway for a while there i was That's working right, at uh, i was like um you know like the, 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 the bag jockeys at the front there when people bring their groceries <laughs> so were you with carrie ann at that safeway when she was working the floor i was oh. i was with her and trevor nicholson and there was a few i think blair poon was there uh kelly blez there was a bunch of them there that time you're really good at names. <laughs> like, I probably got half of them wrong, but... Uh. <laughs> you're just naming them all. I guess that's one of those things, Rick. I mean, I don't know. Maybe uh, I got like a undeveloped or unidentified form of autism. Uh, sometimes I think I'm like a bit of an idiot savant, minus the savant, but... 
don't know. People say I have a mind for useless knowledge, you know? You do. But use, useful knowledge, not useless, you know? You just need oh, well, that's not what most of my friends say. They're like, how do you remember stuff like that? I'm like, I don't know. And then when something important, I'm like, you don't remember that? I'm like, no, sorry. <laughs> but at the same time, I'm not going to fact check you. And But no, you just, yeah. just got to say it with confidence. And you do you can do this with anything. Say it with confidence. Pretend that you know exactly. what you're saying and know what you're doing. And then people will not question you. Exactly. Like, doesn't matter if you're full of fish, just got to sell it. Put that on your business card. Well, like you say, Rick, yeah, you, you don't sell the steak, you sell the sizzle, right? Mm-hmm. So. That was a good job, though, to have that... Uh, Safeway job during school. Yeah, it wasn't bad. It was it was interesting. Like I said, like a lot of people there were from high school, so mm-hmm. um, yeah, it was simple. It was easy. So mm-hmm. give you, some money while you're in high school. You know, you carried groceries out to the parking lot too, or did you just bag them? Yeah, yeah. If the people asked where you carried it out with them, if not, then you just bagged them for them and they left. And you get tips. And you just basically got pulled. No tips. No. Sometimes they give me the quarter from the cart, but <laughs> I, don't know, I don't know if that was more of an insult, but. It is all that, and that Safeway was the Safeway where the London Drugs was. Okay. Yeah, that's the one, yeah. And yeah, that's the one where, in there. And yeah. was was the arcade still there when you were there? I think it was still there, actually. But it, it was it slowly. I think it left. It was leaving as a, I was leaving there, sort of thing. So. That was a magical place, that arcade. I know. Oh. Just think about that. Like, actually, Rick, if you want to watch something interesting, go on Netflix. There's a thing called High Score. Oh yeah. Okay. You, you got to check that out if you're a video game. Like enthusiast or historian, you definitely got to check that out because it goes through all that stuff from the video game systems to arcades. It, it was it was pretty fun, pretty fun to watch that. It's a documentary, like it's a one season. It's a docu- yeah, well, it's like uh, right now it's like one thing. It's a documentary. I think it's about an hour long. Uh, just talks about the video game industry and where it originated from and where it's going now and and all that oh, sort of thing. I love it. I love that time of. I don't know what what did you have when you were growing up? What uh, video game? Oh, did you Atari. Have? Sega Master System, Sega Genesis. Oh, you got it. Nintendo 64. Oh, geez. Uh, uh, well, I still play with an Xbox One mm. S right now. Or not One S, uh, just Xbox One X. How Can't do the kid out of you, right? How about Nintendo? Did you have Nintendo? Or no? No. Well, yeah. I had an N64 because everybody wanted Bond, right? That was like the hottest game of the time. Oh, car. GoldenEye was the best. <laughs> yeah. Still. There was that one. There was Perfect Dark. There's Mario Kart. Like, there was all that stuff, right? Yeah. So. And then I'm guessing you played a lot of the the NHL series on your Genesis. Oh yeah, yeah. Oh yeah, a lot of lot of games, a lot of wars, a lot of hurt feelings, you know, bloody noses. <laughs> oh, Nintendo thumb during that time too, and and it's still popular. Like it's huge. The oh, it's it's, it's a massive industry. Oh, like it, especially during this time, like the video game industry has not. I think you should get into that too. I think the two things that you should get into is that or being a baseball coach, Danny. Actually, that might be a possibility because uh, the UC this past year, their head coach resigned. Uh, unfortunately, their program's on hold right now with COVID and a lot of stuff that's going on. But uh, a very good friend of mine was kind of approaching them to see what it would be like to be, like what their, um, what it entails to be their head coach and, you know, in regards to what they pay and all that sort of thing. Mm. And a couple of us that are on his on our, the same ball team were talking, well, if you get that, none of us, because uh, another friend of mine, he was an engineer, but got laid off. But he was saying right now that if, if uh, an assistant coaching job came up with the UFC and we might just jump on with him and go do that. But, I mean, I have to talk to him about that. We haven't really discussed it in a while because the UFC may not kick that back until next year. We don't know. So, What kind of resume would you have to put together to be a, a baseball coach? Or how do you apply for that kind of thing when it comes to Well, I was going to say if I put personal stats down, I don't think that's going to matter. But uh, um, you still have I, I think it's, with, with that sort of thing, it's, it's more kind of – 
it, it is a bit of who you know, but it's based mm-hmm. on your like what where have you, like kind of other things. How, what level ball do you play? Like uh, how knowledgeable are you about certain things, right? And and a lot of us like it's kind of a tight knit community. It's, a lot of guys know each other. They know what their their background is, what they're capable of, what their mentality is for the game, and mm-hmm. um, and how basic things how you deal with people. I mean, there's a lot of guys that are good coaches, but um, last thing they need is some some coaches reaming out some kid in front of their parents, right? So yeah, you can't do that. Yeah, you know, you're looked at as a villain. So everybody has phones too, so you got to be careful on what you. Oh, exactly, and, and I mean, and then right now the age of the millennial, yeah, it's hard to win a lot of those arguments with those kids, you know. Yeah, totally. one in one and out the other. Oh, exactly. Or three outs at this point, but um, who's your team? My team. Uh, I mean, as a kid growing up, I was a Blue Jays fan. Still kind of am, but my main team is the Braves. Oh, the Braves. Yeah. They they always make it somehow, in some way. Yeah, unfortunately, yeah. don't win a, win enough championships to make it that far all the time. But yeah. who knows? Maybe they might change that. Well, actually, the good thing is like one kid that pitches for the team named uh, Mike Soroka. Mm-hmm. Um, so a couple of guys I played ball with actually coached him growing up here in Calgary before he went down, and they still stay, stay in touch with him. No way. Yep. I love how there's always a Calgary connection with MLB still. Well, even like day. Chris Chris Ritzman, like he was a uh, we play I played Babe Ruth against him. Uh, he and then he went and play had a pro career pitching for Boston and the Braves and a bunch of other teams. Uh, and he still we still stay in touch with him once in a while, talk to him and. And what's the Babe Ruth? Is that a, a tournament that you guys? It's like the high school equivalent. Like if if, if we had high school baseball, it'd be like the high school equivalent of that. Oh, there. It's just it's the league here in Calgary where kids that are like 15 through 18 sort of play. Who's your team for hockey? Oh, you don't want me to go there because I know I'm going to get a lot of flack from a lot of listeners on this one. Actually. Uh, go about 300 kilometers north of Calgary. Of course and you I think... are. I, I knew it. I, for some reason, I knew that it, you were an Oilers fan. You've always been an Oilers fan, right? Oh, yeah. Since yeah. the days of Gretzky. And McDavid, of course, now. And... Oh, yeah. Our Lord and, Lord and Savior, McJesus. <laughs> I think Oilers fans don't like the Flames because of their fans and vice versa. It's not oh, the yeah, team. I... It's their fans that they don't like. Yeah, actually, but the, the funny part is, and what I've experienced the last few years is, the rivalry between Flames and Oilers fans is actually, it's intense, but it's a good intense. Mm. The one I find worse is actually the Flames and Canucks fans. Oh. Like, that, it becomes a, like, there's fights that erupt, and it just gets nasty, that the back and forth between them. Like, they hate each other more than the Oilers and Flames fans hate each other. Yeah. Uh, just because I find it's more of a natural rivalry where they hate each other, they rag on each other, but it's for good fun, where... Uh, Vancouver and Calgary, they want blood. It's, it's <laughs> an ugly, ugly rivalry. But at the same time, once the cracking get in the league, then things will start changing, I think. I think the oh, Canucks yeah. and Kraken rivalry will start to intensify and all that. Were you happy to see baseball or hockey back? Or both? Uh, as a fan, you're always happy to see your sports come back. Yeah. But trying to be realistic in regards to what's going on in the world and, and things that are going on, I actually tell you the truth, I would have rather pre- preferred they cancel both. Oh, both? Started them up fresh, yeah. Oh. Like, I don't even tell you the truth, Rick. I don't even know how the NFL is going to do this. They were talking about letting fans in the stadium. I know. I know. Like, like all we're going to happen is they, that happens. One game is going to have a massive outbreak, and that whole league is going to shut down for the year. And they, they're not seeing this. I, I don't know the like the powers that be. I mean, like, I get it. Like the initials work really well right now because of the bubble situation, but it's still really weird watching it. Like it's not the same. Um, baseball, kind of same idea. I mean, they're trying to do the best they can with the situation they have, but it just feels so strange. I still can't believe they're traveling. I still can't believe to this day that they're traveling still to each stadium. Yeah, and it's bold yeah. for Major League Baseball to put on a, 
a season. Well, exactly. When when some of the players, like I said, remember the, the, the individual smart, the mass is dumb. When a bunch of players on different teams, even though they were going to these stadiums and they're being isolated, they were still going out at night and being stupid. And yeah. a bunch of teams got infected because of it. And there's still infections going around with some of these teams because of it. Mm. Um, you know, like people aren't aren't sacrificing for the good of the cause. Yeah. And that's I was shocked. Like to tell you the truth, the hockey one and basketball, I could see it going. Uh, barring all the, insult, the social injustice and everything that's going on with the basketball, I get that, and the rest of the world in sports. But, I mean, the bubble situation seems to work. I still don't know if MLB is going to finish the season. I have no idea what's going to happen. Yeah, I don't know. That's why I brought up the oh. CFL thing. I was like, give me a break. There's no way the CFL like, come on, six games no. and then a bubble. No. There's no. Something. Well, even even if they were to bubble it, the problem is like they don't make a lot of money without fans being there. It's not like these other leagues that have money to burn saved up the cfl runs on a tight budget i mean if that's what they're asking for government subsidization if they didn't get that even with a bubble i don't think it was going to run yeah that's why i'm wondering i'm wondering if an nhl season could even exist at this point yeah like who who knows going forward because the bubble worked right now for the playoff situation but when you come trying to start up again how are you going to do it when you have 31 teams playing instead of 24 Yeah, exactly you're gonna you're gonna put everybody in two cities again i mean like that just no, <laughs> the amount of games that they play and just the lockdown. Oh God! I mean, yeah, I just yeah, I don't know how they do it. Yeah, so. I I just think sometimes and these leagues are they're trying to do it to you know get people get get their minds away from COVID. You know, like because people are cooped up, uh, everybody's going nuts these days, and they're trying to get their minds back off something. You know, give them something to to feel good about. But I still think in some ways these guys are doing it wrong. Like there's there's something wrong about w- watching this stuff right now. Uh. What do you think about this whole uh, the repercussions afterwards, like psychological? It's, it's kind of scary to even think about that. The more that they're locked up, right? Um, yeah, I, I do get it. I mean, like for we're, we're we're human beings. We're we're meant to be social. Like uh, we like to go out and 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 be with each other, right? And that's the thing. And when you're when you especially like myself, I'm a single guy. I don't have a wife and kids. Mm-hmm. Uh, can't afford them, and you know, I don't need to wreck anybody else's life either. Yeah, it's one of those things where it's just like either you can deal with it or you can't. Like the dating world during COVID must be interesting too. I just oh god, <laughs> I can't imagine. What, like, do people go on dates? Uh, that's a good question. I think there's. I mean, I don't know what uh, what uh, Tinder is up to these days. But it's probably doing more successful than the individual person going out to a bar or whatever and trying to meet up with somebody. But and plus, you're wearing a mask and you're just seeing the person's eyes and. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, into their soul or whatever too, right? So, anyways, um, what song are we gonna put on the Spotify list? This the DJ list here, Danny. Oh uh, well, for me, going back to those that time, it was uh, "Basket Case" by Green Day. Oh wow, the first Green Day song. Do you have the time to listen to me whine about nothing and everything all at once? I am one of those. Melodramatic fools Neurotic to the bone No doubt about it Sometimes I give myself the creeps Sometimes my mind plays tricks on me It all keeps setting up I think I'm It was just, it, it was a song that stuck with me back at that time. It was just, when I heard it, I just kind of fell in love with it. And just, just you know, like almost every, it reminds me of being in high school. It reminds me of those years being there. So 
What kind of music were you listening to? Were you listening to that kind of music back then? Yeah, I was listening to that, like Weezer, that uh, Beastie Boys. I was listening to rap. I was listening, like you name it, like even stuff like Brian Adams Country. Like <laughs> it was kind of over the map, but that was kind of the one song that kind of stuck with me. When I hear it, it just keeps reminding me of high school. Nice. Were you listening to these songs on your Walkman or your car stereo, or were you driving, or what were you doing? Oh, oh, Discman. Discman, you have the back Discman. Or, or retro Discman. Yeah. <laughs> Come on, man. The only car I ever had was in grade 12. It was a 96, or a 96, a 76 Buick LeSabre. All I had in it was a tape deck. It was... And it was, it was lucky that thing didn't need the tapes most times. <laughs> what color was this? Was it one of those cool cars? It was like, ooh, look at that, the LeSabre. Uh, no, it was, it, was, it was built like a boat. Um, steered like one, too. Uh, it had a big, giant engine that, you know, passed everything on the road except for a gas station. <laughs> it was a good car. Nobody ever wanted to come near me. Like, like if if I'm driving down the road, they're staying clear of me. So. <laughs> Were you driving other people that a lot of people that didn't have cars, or did everybody else have a car during uh, that time? With, with I drove a few people around, especially people who were on my way home or people who lived in the neighborhood once yeah. in a while. Like, I wouldn't say every day, but yeah. But I mean, like the thing was roomy. It could fit eight in the back, ten in the trunk. You know, it was, it was good to go. <laughs> no need a seatbelt too at that time. Well, they they were in there, but I don't think anybody ever found them. Like no. they were kind of hidden. <laughs> hey, I just gotta give props. I gotta give props to Richie uh, because he was the one that gave me uh, your number and the connection. So you still connect with Richie, right? Uh, I haven't really talked to him in a while. Okay. Um, He's kind of. I was kind of shocked when, when when he sent me that text saying that. But I was like. First of all, I don't know what bathroom stall Richie's in that he found my number. And second of all, I bet you if it is, it's the one he's at the airport that has the hole in the wall that he can see through to the other side, you know. Uh, I don't even know if you're serious or not, but yeah, I'll take it. Sorry, Rick. I know we're trying to keep this PG and then yeah, try not yeah. to go OG, you no, know. No, no, for sure. Because your future employee or employer might be listening. But uh, when was the last time you talked oh. to Richie? Oh, probably a couple of years. Oh, okay. Yeah, I just... Yeah, I'm just uh, yeah. When you said Richie, I'm like, oh, when was the last time I talked to Richie? It's pretty. I think cool. it was at a hockey tournament, actually. Oh, was that a hockey tournament? I think so. Yeah. Do you still have that Buick Lesabre? No, unfortunately, like a couple of years after we graduated, my dad sold it off to a buddy, and then uh, oh, I think that the buddy ended up trashing it because I remember seeing it one day it had a huge dent in the side of it. So I don't know what he did to it. You didn't have no collisions. It was just a perfect vehicle when you were driving it. Well, I wouldn't say that. I ran into a, a light standard over in the Zellers parking lot, but I did more damage to the pillar than it did the car. What were you doing with that light standard? Oh, we're just, it was driving the parking lot. It was a little slippery out because the, uh, there was some snow on the ground. Yeah. I didn't have the best tires on the thing, so I was just trying to go in there and, and void it and go around it, and it just started sliding towards it. Oh, and I bumped into it, but then when I got out and looked at the bumper, there was like no mark on the bumper, but there was a mark on the pillar. And it was a concrete block, and I'm just like, well, how is that possible? What the heck? Should have sued the city at that point. Yeah, I was like, you scratched my bumper. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, Danny, uh, it's been a pleasure. I really do appreciate it. It was great seeing you at, at the 20th reunion. Uh, a lot of people said that, too. They, they really enjoyed seeing you at that time. Oh, um, you're being too kind. No, it's true. Nobody likes me. Come on. Uh, you know that. They're paying me $40 <laughs> to say this, so yes, it is all true. Oh, this, is all about, this is all about your ratings, your sponsorships. We've got to keep this you know, a certain, <laughs> on a certain level here. That's exactly it. So who's going to sponsor? Tuxedo Sports will sponsor us. Yeah, I don't think you want to drag them into this mud fire. You no? Know? Yeah, no, you, you drag them under this bus, they, they'll never talk to me again. <laughs> oh, come on. We'll get those sweet deals that uh, you're getting too, for sure. Well, you might have to negotiate with Cindy to go in and talk, you know, negotiate for me. Then. I didn't know if there was a connection there. What the heck? I thought she oh, yeah, was... I'm sure if she's listening to this, she's probably like, hey, you just ruined my secret. I thought it was all Energizer, but geez, Tuxedo Sports, very interesting. Well, she, uh, she, she worked at Cadbury before that. She didn't get, let you know about that one, did she? Oh, my goodness. I got I to gotta talk to her about this. Cadbury, okay. Yeah, well, if you want, if you ever want to do this again, we can get her in on a phone call together here and we can, you know, like, dump all the all the secrets out in the open, you know? 
I could call her right now if you want me to. <laughs> That's up to you, man. Because <laughs> when was the last time you talked to Cindy? Uh, yeah, probably about a year ago. I think it was, where was it? Was it that? It might have been her birthday party, actually. She's been on the she's been on the most might... episodes, so that's why it's pretty cool. Oh yeah, yeah. Well, I figured that. Yeah, <laughs> you figured that. <laughs> Let's see if she answers. If she doesn't answer, then she'll forever be kicked off. Oh wait, <laughs> this is kind of funny, actually. I mean, like it's a. Oh, there we go. Let's see if she answers. That'd be funny. If she your call has been no. forwarded to an okay. automatic voice messaging system. Okay. Four, oh, three. <laughs> It'd be funny if I just left that in there. You should have just like left it and like, hey, Cindy, yeah, I would just start talking smack about her behind her back. <laughs> <laughs> That's exactly it. <laughs> Daddy, thanks again, buddy. Yeah, no problem, Rick. Anytime. Like, uh, it's good to hear from you. I really appreciate this. It was like being on the Howard Stern show. Oh, God. That, what a legend. That's so nice of you. I think that's one of the nicest things anybody said. Um, well, then the rest of those people are not your friends. I think you should disconnect from them. For sure. <laughs> it was an honor when I got the response that you'd be on this. I was like, oh, this is so cool. And it was just a Hail well, Mary. No, it was, it, was, it was great to hear from you. It was just funny because I was sitting there and I'm like, who the heck is texting me? I'm like, Rick. Oh, hey, kind of. That's cool. I'm like, last time I heard you were on a radio station, I think you were on like, where are you now? And I started listening to some of the earlier podcasts. I'm like, oh, you're in Toronto. Yeah. yeah well, that, that's kind of interesting. The opportunity just landed on my lap. It came out of nowhere. I have faith that that will happen to you where an opportunity will just come out of nowhere when you least expect it. And well, then, if not, I was at that lemonade stand around the corner. I could sell it to the people coming down the street, you know? <laughs> exactly. As long as they rub two nickels together, everything's good, you know? <laughs> There's always a job in radio for you, Daddy. You should be in sports radio. You know that. Sports radio? I don't know. No, I don't have the demeanor or the the. I think the guy with the sensor button would probably lose his like lose his hand and be going so fast, kind <laughs> of bleeding me out. Well, you only swore three times on this one, so that's all good. Oh, I kept it clean. Oh, I like I said, we're triangle PG, not OG. Yeah, right? Okay. So. <laughs> all right, Daddy. Have a good weather, my friend. Awesome talking you to too, you, Rick. Thanks, hey, big real quick, Rick. Sorry, yeah. you guys. Oh, God, no down the road here. If, if like I say, in another five years or less, if guys are looking once this COVID thing clears up, if people are looking to get back together and. Uh, reminisce definitely keep me in the loop oh you're in okay because yeah uh, some people have been getting together um i don't know what kind of get together they're getting together but um yeah well, because of this thing you like dim sum i know that there's a few people that are going for dim sum oh town. okay yeah yeah you're like okay chinese food oh great <laughs> no you know hey I, no i'm i'm game for that awesome daddy have a good one thanks buddy appreciate it you too rick keep true to the dreams of youth take care take care